Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus for the 21st week of Ordinary Time and the week of the Diocese of Columbus Real Presence, Real Future Eucharistic Gathering this Saturday, August 28th at St. Charles Preparatory School. Welcome, Bishop Brennan. Thank you very much. You're right. This is a big week for us, isn't it? It really is, and uh, we're going to get to that uh, Eucharistic gathering. We've talked a little bit about that the last few weeks. You can still register at columbuscatholic.org or go to stgabrielradio.com and register. Um, But Bishop Brennan, we've been talking about the bread of life and how Christ himself has given himself very tangibly through us the last, uh, let's say, the four weeks uh, leading up to last Sunday's reading. Exactly. Um, we had a little bit of an inter- interruption because we celebrated uh, gloriously the uh, Feast of the Assumption of, of Mary last Sunday. But over this period of time, from the end of July through most of August, we've been, um, we, we've been focusing on this Bread of Life discourse. It's interesting. I, I was thinking about this last night. It's rare that you, you know, you take a, we take a gospel passage, even in the seasons, but like you focus on one particular passage, one particular event, the multiplication of the loaves and the fish, and then we just stay with that particular episode over a period of weeks, because that's what happens in John chapter 6. We just take that apart little by little. Um, that's, that's just, it's a pretty important passage. It's a pretty important moment for us, really, just to focus in on that with such great attention. And um, and, and this Sunday, we just we fin- came to the end of it. So just by the way, I can't say this enough. I know I'm repeating myself. Take advantage of it. If you have a chance, please pick up your Bible and read the sixth chapter of John's Gospel. Just read that Bread of Life discourse and let Jesus talk to you about the gift that he gives us. But I would say this past Sunday, we had one of the saddest lines in the Gospels. Mm. And also probably one of the most meaningful as well. So the saddest line, if you remember to set it up, Jesus has been going deeper and deeper into his teaching about bread of life and basically gets to the point where he says, you know, my my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. And unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life within you. And then we heard Sunday how people were grumbling about this, how they were um, overwhelmed by it. And they, and and in the end, Jesus says, "Does it surprise you?" And we hear, "Here's the line." As a result, many went back to their former way of life, and no longer accompanied him. Heartbreaking, isn't it? Why is that ever? You know. Here they were in the presence of Jesus Christ, in the presence of God himself. And, and, and the interesting thing is, you know, we, we're used to seeing stories of people who oppose Jesus. These weren't people who opposed Jesus. These were people who were with him on the mountainside, who clung to his every word on the mountainside. 
who then were who who ran after him when he crossed over the, on the lake to hear more and they were there they were the people who witnessed the miracle of the loaves and the fish they ate the bread that he provided for them and the fish that he provided for them so these weren't enemies but many of them went back to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him and um and 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 it's sad and and you can see almost the sadness in Jesus because he turns to the 12 and he says well what about you guys <laughs> my twist not his <laughs> um what, what about you? Will you also go away? And Peter, here's the most meaningful line. Well, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of everlasting life. Um, and so Peter gets it. Peter gets that connection between heaven and earth, that in Jesus, heaven and earth have joined. The, the, and, 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 and so... This week's was really talking about the truth of what we believe and the power of what we believe, and you know, and the strangeness of what we believe. And and it's so easy for us to simply to take that for granted. Oh, yeah, I'm going to church on Sunday, and that's a wonderful thing. But <clears throat> when we go to church on Sunday, heaven comes down to earth, and you and I are lifted up to heaven for it. That moment, we're at the banquet of the Lord, the eternal banquet in heaven. We're at the same table, if you will. We're at the same banquet as all the saints and all of our loved ones in heaven. I often say there's never a moment that we're closer to the people who we love who are in heaven than when we're at Holy Mass because we are literally at the same banquet. That is such a powerful um, visual and reality. I know that it means a lot to me personally for my father passing and loved ones passing to know that when I do receive the Eucharist, I'm united with them in a way that um, is beyond explanation. Because we're all united then to Jesus Christ. And and, and that's it. So heaven, heaven comes down to earth and earth, we are lifted up to heaven. So, so that's what, and Peter gets that. He, he, you know, he, I, I said at Mass, he doesn't say, oh, um, where are we going to go, Jesus? We, we love what you're saying. He doesn't say, hey, Jesus, you're a really nice guy. Um, he doesn't say, um, Jesus, you know, well, we've seen a few miracles and we're going to stick around for a little longer. He says, you have the words of everlasting life. It's more than about what you see hear, taste, and touch. It involves what you see, hear, taste, and touch. But in Jesus Christ, something deeper, something far more profound is taking place. Heaven has come to walk on earth, and Jesus continues to live and continues to give his real presence to us through the church and in a very, very special way in the Holy Eucharist. So, uh, yeah, uh, that chapter is pretty important and i i don't see where you can find a stronger case for what we believe in the eucharist than you would in john chapter six jesus puts it on the line and um and when people start to question instead of backing off he goes deeper and then this is important notice what he does when people start to walk away 
He doesn't run after them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, listen, bear with me. It's, it's, you know, it's, I'm just speaking metaphorically. I'm speaking symbolically. He doesn't say, all right, well, will, will you stick around if, if, if I say something different, if I, I water it down a little bit? He means what he says about the Eucharist. There's no, you, you, there's no way around it. There's no way around it. And, and then, um, he, you know, it's it's like with the rich young man. The rich young man kept asking, well, what more must I do? What more must I do? When Jesus tells him, okay, you got to sell everything and follow me. The man walks away sad. And Jesus doesn't run after him and say, well, you know what? Why don't we, why don't we negotiate this? <laughs> he doesn't say that to the crowd. The truth is the truth. He lets them decide freely. But then we all know he's always there to welcome back. He's always there to call back home. Um, he's, he, he's, he's always um, trying to get us to see that deeper reality. He doesn't change the reality, but he draws us into a deeper reality. It kind of ties into chapter 5 of the book that you've been discussing, From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. The way of seeing things in our world now is that it's only material. And in this gospel reading of John 6, some of his disciples were only seeing the material. They were not seeing the spiritual. That's right. And, and, And seeing the spiritual as real. You see, so... Um, so exactly in in chapter five, um, the the view of the world is that it's basically um, what what you see and um, and can understand, um, and yet what we believe is that we live in a world that is both visible and invisible. Um, let me just take the opening paragraph of that chapter five. Um, the main task. In an apostolic age, a task that also needs to be directed at many within the church is the presentation of the gospel in such a way that the minds of its hearers can be given the opportunity to be transformed, converted from one way of looking at the world to a different way, to look deeper. And that's what—that's our task. That's the task of the church now in an apostolic age to, to, to present a view— that looks deeper into reality. And in the book, he says, that needs to be done within the church itself. And, and so, yeah, he talks a little bit about the vision of the world, but, you know, and, and, and in the vision of the world, what religion then gets reduced to is a set of, you know, a set of nice rules, a set of a moral code, um, a way of living your life, a way of finding strength. And that, that is exactly how you'll find religion described. Um, in the world today, and, and it's not by again, that's not by evil people who are against religion. It's just that's the way it functions. But and and unfortunately, sometimes we can look at our faith in a very similar way. Um, but what our faith is about is the encounter with Jesus Christ in such a way that it that we look deeper into the world. Lord, to whom are we going to turn? And. Um, and so the first task in an apostolic age 
is that encounter with Christ. Now, you know, very often we'll begin, or, or people will describe even Catholicism by the moral code. And that's not to say that our morality isn't important. Um, often when what I'm about to say gets said, um, even by the Pope himself, it gets turned to say, uh, well, you see, the, the commandments don't matter or the teachings don't matter. That's not what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. You, the, the teachings of the church make no sense unless you have had that encounter with Jesus Christ. We have to begin with that. We have to begin with the encounter with Jesus Christ and, and, and Jesus who has come to us and, and called us into a relationship with him that takes us deeper into reality. And so our task, the very, the, you know, the, the task of apostolic preaching is bringing the, the, the beauty and the truth of Jesus Christ, of him crucified and risen, of him living among us today. Only then can we go then deeper. Only then does it make sense to talk about being created in the image and likeness of God and being created as we are by God, that only then can we understand that God is God and I'm not, <laughs> and I can't change reality. I, God calls me into cooperation in his plan. All of those things are true, are important, but it, we, we begin our preaching with Jesus Christ and the message of his gospel, the gospel that gives, gives life. And then, with that embrace of Jesus Christ, then we can go deeper and, and really understand. Of course, we witness to the truth of our faith in the world, and we believe that the truths of our faith play a part in the public conversation, public square, that there are certain natural truths, natural laws. But, but our preaching task is Jesus himself. One of the ways to... Uh to break through that mentality is to care for the poor, and I know that you spent Sunday with the Haitian population here in central Ohio discussing the civil and political unrest in Haiti, and now with a new earthquake and another uh, challenge for the community. I was at, at, at St. Matthias this weekend. It was a wonderful experience, and um, and Father Tony Davis had him extended the invitation to all the parish, we, to, to the Haitian Mass, and so there were people from the rest of the parish there as well. What was beautiful was that sense of our solidarity and our together doing what Peter said, together turning to the Lord in this time of need, turning to the Lord in our need. Again, going back to the image in the book, um, very often religious is religion. It's kind of put in this the realm of solving problems, and of course, you know we're we're going to respond. We're, we're taking up a collection. Our parish individual parishes are taking up a collection. They took up a collection this week. We're working with Catholic Relief Services because Catholic Relief Services is already on the ground there, and they can get aid to where it needs to be and not get lost in in in, in uh, bureaucracy or or turning things around. They can get right to what has to happen. But um, 
So that's that's a key part that that we love in action. But religion is about more than solving problems. Some problems can't be solved or can only be solved by turning to the Lord and asking the Lord to help us to look deeper and to lift up our our hearts and our needs and to recognize God came to walk with us in this journey of life and to share our burdens with us. So we, we share the burdens with one another because we're united with Jesus who's walking among us to share our burdens with each other. Um, and our job is to show each other the presence of Jesus Christ. You know, next week I'll, we have our, in our Eucharistic gathering. One of my tasks is the, um, it, it, on Friday, my talk is about that commission of Jesus, know that I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And, and, and then, of course, Archbishop Perez will talk about the real presence and real future in the, in the Eucharist. Um, but that, that's, that's got to be at the heart of it. It goes back to that conviction. Conviction, number one, we spoke about this last week, that Jesus Christ is the answer to every human need. But the second conviction that goes along with it is, and in he is with us always. He's, he rose from the dead, and he's alive, and he's with us, and that makes all the difference in the world. Um, so, so those two things together, that, that he's the answer, but that he's really walking with us, um, that, that makes all the difference. You're speaking uh, to Bishop Brennan about the diocesan-wide Eucharistic gathering this Saturday, August 28th, from 8 a.m. to noon at St. Charles Preparatory School. You can register at stgabrielradio.com or columbuscatholic.org. Doors open at 7 for the Sacrament of Reconciliation, uh, the votive Mass of the Holy Spirit with Bishop Brennan and Archbishop Nelson Perez from Philadelphia will begin at 8.30. We'll have exposition throughout the the conference, the, the Day of Recollection, and we'll have Beautiful music. Uh, there'll be also addresses, two addresses from Archbishop Nelson Perez. And I know that you know uh, Archbishop Perez quite well. What do you what do you think will be talked about during those two talks? Archbishop Perez is, on one level, a lot of fun and can say things in very plain ways, but he's also incredibly smart. And so what he has to say is pretty profound. So I think he will uh, draw us in to that mystery of the Eucharist and what it means um, what it means to give ourselves completely and totally to to Jesus Christ. Um, I, I it'll it'll be it, it it'll be good. He he has that sense of Ohio. He came from uh, Philadelphia to Long Island and then from Long Island to Cleveland and then Cleveland back to uh to, to Philadelphia, so you know he's got a sense of life in Ohio, and I think he'll bring all of that ex- experience um, to what we're looking at. As we, you know, part of this is about um, the Eucharist itself, but part of it is about our life here as one church in Christ. Yeah, you know, we're, real presence, real future is about more than just some nice events, feel-good events. It's about turning to the Lord in, in profound prayer and, and asking him to help us to see where he is leading us now in this 21st 
century in this transition into an apostolic age. He, 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 he gave us that guarantee that he's with us always. There's where our, our real future is. And so um, what does that mean? What does it mean with shifting populations? What does it mean um, in, in, in looking at our relationship in the church in, in, in new ways? What does it mean in, in, in terms of building up and increasing the Catholic presence in new and exciting ways, whether it be through our services, through the witness of religious life, through lay missionary um, proclamation, taking advantage of some of the exciting things that are already taking place here, but being rooted together in, in the Eucharist. So really what and, – and, and what we're doing this weekend is we're asking the Lord to help us to see – what is true and what is real, but to see it at its deepest and truest levels and then to be able to respond to that as one church united through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ for the praise and glory of God the Father. Notice, the votive Mass we're celebrating on Saturday is the Mass of the Holy Spirit. We're asking the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to impel us, to send us forth. Um, and I always tell kids at confirmation when we, I, I do that prayer, you know, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, mm-hmm. kindle in them the fire of your love, send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. I finish that prayer and then I look at them and I say, be careful what you pray for. You might just get it. <laughs> Well, Bishop Brennan, I sure hope we do get it uh, every day, but especially, you know, as we kind of recollect and hear Jesus ask us that question from the readings of John 6, you know, where do you want to turn to and do you truly believe? Yep. So, Could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? I would like that very much, and we look forward uh, both to seeing as many of you as possible on Saturday, but we're going to prep on Friday, right? Yep. And so on Friday, you'll be carrying us um, on St. Gabriel Radio. Mm-hmm. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. it begins. And uh, that's with our Eucharistic gathering at 6 p.m. And so um, we're excited to, uh, uh, to have you, you join us by listening in. Um, to our prayer and preparation. And then if you can be there in person, to be there in person to register, you can go to St. Gabriel Radio website or the Diocesan website. We look forward to being together one way or another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus says, you ascended into heaven. You told your apostles, go therefore, Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to command all that, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age. Lord Jesus, deepen that conviction within us that you are with us always. We do turn to you. We do need you. And we're so grateful that you have given us this promise and that you keep it every single day. I am with you always, 
even until the end of the age. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop Brennan, and thank you for your dialogue log on the faith today. You can listen to today's podcast and all of Bishop Brennan's podcast at stgabrielradio.com or at St. Gabriel Radio on the app. We now rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress. <laughs> 